Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of SN Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Noor. Okay, so in honor of me finally finishing school, um, woo, insert like party emoji here or like party sound here. <laughs> um, I thought it would be a great idea to start my comeback with something that I personally uh, graveled with um, fought with, um, it was, had a journey with, especially during the semester, but I would even say throughout this whole year of just doing school virtually, and hopefully a lot of you guys can relate to me, and that is talking about burnout. Um, this is something that I really, really, um, came to terms with this year, specifically this semester, Um, And I thought it'd be a great idea to talk about it today. Um, So yeah, that's today's topic, burnout. Um, Let's get into it. Cue the intro. Okay. So like I've said in the introduction of this episode, burnout or the feeling of burnout has been something that I've personally been experiencing this last semester specifically. In order for me to truly explain my own experiences and how I grappled with it, I also think it's important um, to talk about my prior thoughts and experiences of it because it might give kind of like a holistic view of just my personal journey with it. Okay, so prior to this year, I honestly have never really experienced burnout, thankfully, or honestly even like known what it was or what it even felt like. I feel like the extent of my knowledge of burnout was watching YouTubers and influencers talk about it. I don't know if you guys like remember. I feel like there was like a time where like YouTube was just covered with like YouTubers talking about they feel like burnout and they're going to end their channel. Like <laughs> That's like the extent of like my knowledge of burnout was just watching people talk about it. Um, and that's really about it. Um, of course, there were times in like my academic career where I felt unmotivated, but I would say it would only last like a couple days or even maybe a week. And I think looking back, that had a lot to do with the type of motivation I had. Um, I was really motivated by fear. Um, my biggest fear when it came to school was the thought of not doing something. I felt that most of my motivation to get out of school was done from a place of fear. I feared the thought of not submitting, um, you know, homework or not, um, finishing something. Um, so when I did feel unmotivated, um, that fear always kind of kicked in and it always kind of just pushed me to get through it. And, um... Coming into this year, I remember not really like taking into my situation. Um, I guess I could say that I was really in denial about my situation and I wasn't really phased or worried. Um, I honestly just thought this year would pan out just like how all of my other like previous years of school would. Um, But ciao, boy, was I so wrong. (laughs) And um, I guess breaking it down this year i would say that like the first half of the school year was you know pretty good um it was okay it really did give me a false sense of hope 
um, because one, all of my classes were miraculously all asynchronous, meaning which I didn't have to meet on Zoom. Everything was online and it was perfect for me because it gave me the time to do things kind of on my own schedule, um, which I really, really, first of all, did not take advantage of or like took it for granted because that was like perfect for me, especially living like, you know, in a different time zone, different part of the world. So I think that truly gave me a false sense of hope of how this year was going to pan out because I honestly do remember like either like the halfway through my second semester or like I know especially the beginning of my third um, was when I started to see the signs of burnout. Um, And I guess I kind of go into like my symptoms. I don't know if you'd call it symptoms, but like the things that I would notice and how I kind of realized hey maybe I'm going through burnout right now or like what I'm experiencing right now is you know a type of you know burnout um I constantly felt tired I felt lethargic um especially during school like talking about school or like the things that I had to do um I'm the type of person when I wake up every morning I kind of lay in bed and kind of give myself a to-do list Um, mentally and so when I would do that I would like I remember just even waking up and like dreading the thought of me thinking of the things that I had to do that day um and it would just I just felt exhausted I think that's the perfect word to say it and actually wait before I even go into it let me give you guys the real definition of what burnout means so you know google is telling me this dr google So burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive prolonged stress. Um, That's exactly what I felt. Um, It took me a while to catch it, uh, but that's exactly how I was feeling. Um, I just felt exhausted. That's like the perfect word to describe it. Like I just felt tired. Like it would have to take everything in me. Like I'm telling you everything to just sit down on my desk the way I would avoid sitting on this desk was insane and it was to the point like I remember there were times where um I'm a type of person that sometimes like being in the same environment um bothers me or I don't really like it um so uh, especially like you know studying from home and stuff like that I'm, I'm a person that I would rather go to a library um for multiple reasons and I remember when I would, you know, force myself to drive to the library every day, there was a point where I even became sick of the library because it would just like just it was a beautiful library. But like just being in that environment just made me tired because like I was just so exhausted and I just didn't want to do any of my work. I really, really felt that like this, the last leg of this year, um, I was in the past like three to four months um I you know I'm, I'm I'm already like a procrastinator and naturally and the way I procrastinated y'all like it was insane like I've I don't think I procrastinated as much as I did this year than I've done in my entire life um I it was I was just very avoidant like I avoided my schoolwork like it was a plague of course like again that fear that I was talking about earlier my my motivational fear um did kick in so like I 
I did submit my work. I did like do a lot of stuff. Um, I never missed an assignment. Um, but like just the emotional toll it took on me was something that I really saw um, and like felt academically. I don't think my grades changed or fluctuated that much. I think, you know, I probably did a little better when I was like in, you know, real person school, but my grades didn't really change. So like academically, it if someone were to look at my, like my, my school records, they wouldn't think that like I was going through a burnout, but it really was. And it just, I just, there was a point where I just didn't even know how to deal with it. I mean, I still don't know how to deal with it. And I think that's also very important to start talking about was just like, okay, what are the coping mechanisms? What, like, what do as students, um, in all like parts of academia, whether it's like in higher education or in high school or whatever, um, I think it's really important to give students some type of like, you know, skill set tools to like go, go through these types of, you know, emotions or, uh, feelings the feeling of un, like you know burnout i feel like a lot of i know a lot of my peers a lot of my students felt the same same way um especially i guess you know people like us young adults most of our stress i would say comes from school and so not having the tools i think that's something that kind of made or exacerbated my feelings of burnout is that i didn't have the tools to address it my main method of addressing it was by avoiding it i i think that's something that i've also learned about myself a little bit i think i'm i kind of have an avoidant personality when things kind of go wrong and so when i just didn't want to do my work i would literally avoid it i would even clean my room i would like literally do anything but study um or like just open my textbook and like read and that was very hard for me and so I really do think now I'm trying to think like what would be good coping mechanisms. Um, I think throughout the end where I like especially during finals week where I really like I did not have a choice. I had to come up with some type of way to force myself to start doing my work and like start studying. I think one of the coping mechanisms that I tried to use but didn't really work was like taking things day by day. So what I would do is at the start of every week. I would like try my best to, you know, give a fully detailed to-do list. I guess this only works for people who like to-do lists are your thing and like helps you. That's something that that I've noticed helps me a lot. I've never felt some any type of satisfaction close to the satisfaction I feel when I cross off something on my to-do list. Ooh, that feels so good. I love that feeling, and because I can like visually see that I've done something, you know. So I would what I would do every Monday. I would like get us like a big sticky note and write down everything that I have to do that week whether it's just submitting you know a discussion board whether it's uh, writing a paper or um, sending an email to a teacher or like anything school related that I have to do whether it's studying these specific chapters getting ready for an, uh, an exam I wrote on everything that I had to do and then what I would do is every day Every day I would look at my huge weekly agenda and then pick things to do that day. Um, And that did help me kind of slowly cross things off my list and actually start finishing the things that I had to do. I wouldn't say it worked 100% because there were times where just 
I manage my time poorly and I just, you know, especially when it came to like reading things, <laughs> I I don't like reading things, um, like reading things from a textbook or chapters, especially academic stuff. Like, ugh, it's just so boring, like annotating or whatever. So those things I would, I would always push to the side. That's where my procrastination kicked in. But I would eventually do it, but I would kind of half-ass it. So that's kind of where things kind of fell apart. But I did think that helped me a lot. So just kind of taking things slowly, slowly, like, you know, bit by bit, day by day, helped me a lot. Um, but other than that, I don't really, I didn't really use any other type of coping mechanism, um, which is really sad because... I know that this won't be the only time in my life where I will feel this type of burnout, but I need to start kind of gathering some skill sets that to use, especially because I don't plan on just ending it here, like like academic wise. I do plan on like hopefully, inshallah, going to like graduate school. So like I know I'm gonna need this, and so that's something that I've been now like now that I'm kind of on the tail end of finals and just kind of summer is approaching me um that I need to start figuring out but I would say for me when it comes to burnout I really felt it on a emotional level and just I was just exhausted like I would I remember when the weekends would come I would just sleep the entire day and my parents would be like yo are you okay like why are you so tired I'm like I I just am like I'm just exhausted like I was just I've never felt that type of exhaustion in my life and it's so hard at least for me to jump back up when I'm feeling so low and so when I felt exhaustion and then I had like more assignments and and more things to do like it was like a never-ending circle and I just wanted to scream like I just wanted to it was to the point where like I couldn't even like enjoy my laptop <laughs> because when I open my laptop, all I would see is just my assignments and my email and my D2L page. Like it was to a point where like all my like extra activities, like watching YouTube or watching Netflix, I would do it off my phone because my laptop just screamed bad vibes. Like <laughs> that's how far like it would go. And so yeah, like that's kind of my personal experience when it comes to burnout. I think some next steps would be like just coping mechanisms. And so I've done some research and hopefully this might help someone. I know that I would have loved kind of listening to this. So um, here are some posts, some things that I found online um, that helped some people when it comes to burnout and coping mechanisms. And I'm gonna go through it right now. Okay, I lied. Um, Before I actually talk about like how people deal with coping mechanisms, not deal with coping mechanisms, deal with burnout. Um, I found this really cool page talking about the actual five signs of burnout. And so I'm going to read it to you guys here. And hopefully that will, I guess, give you some indications if you personally dealt with um, burnout this year. I know as I was reading through this, a lot of these steps I felt. So, okay, let me get through it. Let me go through it. Um, Step one is called the honeymoon phase so this stage is referred to as a honeymoon phase it is particularly relevant to new jobs role or undertaking new work tasks and initiatives at this stage 
There are absolutely no signs of burnout. Instead, you are full of enthusiasm, commitment, and joy to perform your best. You feel creative, optimistic, and full of energy and prove your skills. You may take more on your shoulders than you should. Wow. That was 100% me the first year of the first semester of this school year. Um, I, like I said, it gave, like I was feeling great. Uh, I definitely, the last sentence, take on more, put more on your shoulders than you should have. That was definitely me. I was obviously, I'm, I was a full-time student. I had uh, a job, like a virtual, like I was, I had a quote unquote on-campus job, but it was a virtual, a virtual job that I had to, you know, I count hours for. I was very involved in different organizations and I just, I did the most. I really did the most. I committed to so many things that I probably should not have. That's something that I will now take take into consideration. I did the most. I was doing the most. I felt great. I was like, I'm going to do the best I can. Like, definitely felt this honeymoon phase. Okay, let's get into step two, which is called the onset of stress. Your, your progress to the next stage is when you gradually start noticing that some days are more stressful than others, you lack time for professional needs, and start seeing your family and friends less. Your job might become the most important thing in your life. Some early signs of stress may start bothering you, uh, manifesting as an inability to focus, headaches, anxiety, change in appetite, and even high blood pressure to name a few. Um, yes, I felt that a lot. Um, but I would, mine was actually the opposite. I wouldn't actually make my schoolwork my priority. Again, this is like where my avoidant would come in. I would start avoiding my work. Um, but yeah, headaches, anxiety, change in appetite was something that I really did feel. Okay. Step three, it's called chronic stress. Frequent experiences of high stress levels brings you into a stage of chronic stress. As a result, your problem-solving skills and performances decrease further, and at this point, you start feeling you are out of control and powerless. Your efforts do not seem to yield the same productive result as before. To avoid facing the pressure of your tasks, you may procrastinate. You might not be praised or acknowledged for your uh, achievements, which can build up a sense of incompetence and failure. Whoa. Okay, there's more about this. Chronic stress takes a toll on your mental and physical health and further intensifies the symptoms described in stage two, which is the onset of stress. You now may find yourself getting ill more frequently. Additionally, you may not seem to regulate your emotions that well anymore. Even small things might make you aggressive, resentful, or sad. You may deny the problems and distance yourself from colleagues and social life. Oh my gosh. In extreme cases, to escape the negative emotions, some people may even start to self-medicate with alcohol or drugs. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, That was a lot. And I saw myself in a lot of these sentences dang for one the procrastination thing was 100% me I like I said that's when my avoiding stuff came and I would just procrastinate something that really hit me was this sentence where it said that I'll, I'll say it again you might not be praised or acknowledged for your achievements which can build up a sense of incompetence and failure that was really me at the height of like when I started feeling burnout or stress um 
I would just feel like I'm failing. I would just feel like I'm not getting acknowledged in doing this. I'm not doing the most. I think I really felt that in my extracurricular stuff, like the clubs or I was a part of and the boards that I was a part of. I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. Every, every criticism or comment I got, I took it very personally. Um, yes, I really did feel that. And wow. Wow. That hit deep. I was not ready for that. Okay. Let's go to step four, which is burnout. This stage is burnout itself. Not addressing the previous stages such symptoms promptly can result in critical exhaustion levels that will make it hard to cope with work demands. The continuous sense of failure and power powerlessness, that was hard, eventually leads to the feeling of despair and disillusionment. You don't see quote-unquote, a way out of circumstances and become indifferent towards your work. Physical symptoms may add on further and intensify. Apart from being constantly fatigued, having ongoing digestive problems, digestive problems, chronic headaches, you may also experience behavioral changes. The developed sense of self-doubt and pessimistic outlook on your job and life can be pronounced at this stage. Wow. Um, yes, I felt all, all of these things. Um, I, the, I really, the word that really stood out for me in this step was the feeling of indifferenceness or indi- is that even a word? Indifferenceness. The feeling of being indifferent, the feeling of indifference, indifference. Why? I don't know how you say this word. The feeling of indifferent. I don't know. Um, I really felt that. I always felt I was, it was at, at the height of it all, I just felt indifferent. Like, I just couldn't care less. Like, I just, I couldn't care. Like, hey. and that was, like, very surprising for me because, again, my fear of motivation, like, m- because I always feared of, like, not getting things done or, like, not submitting things, it always made me care. But there was a point where I just, I couldn't care. I just felt indifferent towards it. Like, I just, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I couldn't care. And that really resonated with me. Um, chronic headaches did feel that. The behavioral changes are very interesting. Like the this when I talk about the developed sense of self doubt or pessimistic pessimistic outlook. I don't necessarily think I felt pessimistic, but I did feel a change in the way I looked at my like life or career. I remember just feeling the thoughts of like, oh my gosh, if I'm freaking out at this thing, how am I ever going to do well in like grad school or whatever? Like I just felt self-doubt. That's, I did agree with the self-doubt. I just was, I felt very self-doubtful of like my like career, like my success. I really did question my success and like what I'm going to be doing. That really did resonate with me. Okay. The last step or stage is called habitual burnout. This is when you don't manage to recover from burnout and the state state and the symptoms become part of your life. Attempts to bring uh attempts to bring yourself back to normal is more challenging than it's ever been. Apart from affecting your career, it may reflect in many aspects of your life, including personal relationships. You can also you can also lose joy in your hobbies that you once loved and you may not feel like doing anything. You may always feel sad and depressed. At this point, 
you may need outside help to recover from the burnout symptoms and return on the recovery path. Wow. I think I'm in this stage right now. (laughs) The part that really stood out for me was just the attempt to bring yourself back to a normal is challenging than it's ever been. I really do feel that right now. It's like, it was a part of me was like, I I miss pre-SADA. Like I miss the old me in that sense. Like it's so hard to kind of jump back. I think that's what I'm going through right now. And I guess I gotta keep an eye, close eye on this because I might need outside help. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so these are all the stages of burnout according to this amazing article. I'm gonna put this in like, the show notes or something so again stage one is the honeymoon stage stage two is the onset of stress stage three is chronic stress stage four is burnout and stage five is habitual burnout wow that was a lot um this is a really great this is a really great page okay now i guess with that being very like clarified just the steps of burnout let's look into how to cope with burnout and starting that recovery process I think that's something that I'm going through now. So I guess as I'm researching this or as I've researched this, it actually has helped me personally kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and just give me some skills that I think I've lacked and um, start building that toolkit of going through burnout because burnout is not just going to be something in our lives as you know if you're a student like me it seems like burnout is going to be in any part of our lives especially as we go into the workforce so better late than never I think it's crucial to start building the skill set and the tools that we need um, to kind of go through this and not kind of be pushing pushing it to the side and just being surprised um, when we go through this again and it might even you know, be worse. So, okay, let's get into it. One more important thing that I thought um, to note that I forgot to say per- before is the differentiation between stress and burnout. Um, so I found this really cool article that talked about it and kind of put it in kind of in a picture format. So stress is characterized by an overengagement, while burnout is characterized by disengagement. Um, when you're feeling stress, emotions are overactive. When you're feeling burnout, emotions are actually blunted. Um, in stress, uh, it produces an urgency and hyperactivity, while burnout, it produces helplessness and hopelessness. In stress, uh, there's a loss of energy. In burnout, there's a loss of motivation, ideals, and hope. In stress, uh, stress leads to anxiety disorders. Uh, whereas burnout leads to disattachment and depression. Um, Stress, it's primarily damage is physical, and burnout, the primary damage is emotional. Another tip is to evaluate your priorities. So ask yourself, what is important to me? What is the most important thing to me? By clarifying your priorities uh, to yourself and to others, it will be easy for you to know which activities should be done first on your list. It would also enable you uh, to easily make decisions uh, when faced with multiple uh, tasks. Um, So this is something that I've 
I think done or tried to implement in my life um I do something called priority to-do lists so after writing down all the things I have to do I then kind of number it in what's most important or most I should take in like my highest priority and then kind of number it from there it kind of helps me know where where I'm going to be putting most of my energy to um and that's kind of helped um for me especially this year so that's one evaluate your priorities two is uh get organized another way to recover from burnout is organizing your life having a planner with you schedule your daily and weekly activities um this will enable you to see how much work you have accepted to do engage if you can accept more responsibilities or not it also prevents you from procrastinating aside from organizing your schedule arranging your uh your things at school and at home also help keep your mind focused especially for studying um this is something that i need to start doing being organized i think i started being organized in the beginning of the year but then i started not to you know have us have like write things on my planner um but i do think this might help a lot of people and especially i think this will help me too the third is be realistic in setting goals um, there are only 24 hours in a day and you can only do so much with that time if you've got too many tasks on your hand set realistic goals that you can accomplish it uh, each day uh, take rest into consideration to avoid student burnout and decision fatigue accept that you have limitations and pushing yourself to the limit can make you sick or develop from accomplishing all your tasks i think this is something that i really need to start doing being realistic in setting my goals i always feel like i can do the most and i feel my days like when i'm planning i'm like oh for me my definition of being productive is always doing something i think that's really toxic and obviously does not help me at, at all i actually do the opposite of being productive um especially when it comes to taking rest in consideration i don't take rest into consideration and i think that's where my downfall is is i feel like in my head when i'm writing down my to-do list i'm like yeah i'll have enough energy to do all of this stuff like write three papers and study for this exam i'm doing the most don't do that and i think i've learned not to do that because it actually doesn't help me at all and when it comes to being productive i actually feel even more demotivated when i see at the end of the day i only done one task and then i'm like well what was the point of that and tomorrow i'm just gonna wake up feeling bad um so yeah I need to start doing that, being realistic when it comes to setting goals. Okay, another tip that I found is uh, taking small breaks when studying. Taking breaks when you study will help you retain information you take in and would also keep you from experiencing burnout. Make use of these breaks to take naps or short walks outside to refresh your mind instead of checking your social media accounts. Okay, I don't know how I feel about this step because sometimes when I try to do that, I end up watching a whole like five episodes of a TV show or like not coming back to my work and after like two hours or something. Um, so I take, I try to do this, but I don't think this works for me. But if this works for you or if you've never tried it, try it and see how it is. Um, yeah, I don't think taking small breaks works for me. <laughs> but okay, another... Um, step that i found is get sufficient rest and sleep the national sleeps foundation outlined that the recommended hours of each individual is based on age so apparently teenagers from the age of 14 to 17 need 8 to 10 hours of sleep younger adults um which is 18 to 25 need around 7 to 9 hours of sleep and aside of getting the required hours of sleep another factor to combat to combat student burnout 
is having a good quality of sleep. Once you get enough sleep, your body will be refreshed. You'll wake up in the morning full of energy, ready to face your goals and activities. I think this, the part that we start for me is the quality of sleep. I think I get enough sleep sometimes, but the quality of my sleep is where I kind of don't have. Um, Because I sometimes will wake up like being tired, even though I've slept like six hours. But I know a lot of students, even me during sometimes, like the lack of sleep really does affect the way I work and feel productive and, you know, my stress levels especially. Um, okay, this is also a big one that I when, I, when I was reading it really hit me, was learn how to say no. As a youth who is full of energy, you may fall into the trap of accepting every invitation and task offered to you. If you keep on saying yes to everything... You might get burnt out by thinking how you can accomplish them in so little time. Learn to say no to things that are not important is a good step in avoiding burnout. This will also give you more time for yourself and the things you want to accomplish. I think this is very important for me. It's something that I've learned this year. Like I said, in the beginning of the year, I said yes to everything and I was doing the absolute most and it really did take a toll on my mental health. Um and I will never do that again it it really did teach me to say no I always felt like oh this is an opportunity take it like the positives of this I never looked at how this is going to affect or if I even had time to do this and I really learned that I need to start to say no to things um, because I have experienced a lot of disappointments in this year because I took so much that it was practically impossible for me to do 100 percent and all these things and then i would hate on myself for not putting my all into this when i literally did not have the time to and so it was a very negative cycle um yes learn to say no let me see if i have uh, one more and then we'll kind of end it there okay the last one i have is renew yourself Having me time is important for your mental and physical well-being. It is also a good way to renew yourself after accomplishing your school tasks. This presents an opportunity for you to celebrate the small victories you have um, and accomplished at school and in life. These celebrations will help you recover from burnout and enjoy life. This is something that I've tried to do, but I didn't do it in the best way. I would always kind of use it as my procrastination, but being able to give yourself some me time, um, whether it's... I know a lot of people do well um, in positive reinforcement. So like after everything you've done at the end of the day, you know, you can watch a TV show or whatever. For me, when it came to finals week, my push was there's a movie that I really wanted to watch on Netflix. But I was like, I'm going to watch this movie when I'm done with everything. And that honestly kind of did help me. And I still haven't watched it yet, but I'm planning to watch it tonight. So just that made me excited um so yeah definitely renew yourself i like that tip um yeah okay everybody um that was a lot um i hope you guys took some things from this i know i definitely did this is probably only like scratching the surface of burnout but i think it really helped me and hopefully it's helped one of you guys i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know that this is something that a lot of people have gone through especially this year and if you have um hopefully these tips will help you please take care of yourself and get your back get yourself back to um, how you were before this and take the summer to get on that road of recovery of burnout and get those skills of 
um and tools on how to address this if this ever comes again i know that's what i'm going to be doing this summer yeah i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and i'll catch you guys later and hopefully there'll be a lot more episodes coming your way it is summertime so i'm gonna be hopefully posting a lot more i know i've been saying that for a long time but i'm i'm really i'm really excited for the next couple of episodes and hopefully you guys um will see that in the energy that i have for this episode and and i'm excited so all right i'll see you guys um if you haven't already followed me on insta please do on sn podcast i do some pretty cool uh episode art if i may not say so myself um so please check that out um i also do post a lot of things in my story asking you guys for your opinions and if you uh episodes that you guys would want to hear so please let me know on there um you can also subscribe to this podcast on all podcast platforms um on apple spotify literally any other podcast platform i'm on there um so yeah okay see you guys bye